I should warn you now, this is not a self-help book. It isn't about quick fixes. It's not about solving all of your problems. It hasn't been written in order to make you feel better about your imaginary self. This book is about a seeing, a word which seems to encapsulate everything that is being communicated here. Seeing that your problems were never yours in the first place. Seeing that it was never your life to fix. That you were never for one moment separate from life. That there is only this, here and now, and that it's already complete and needs no improvement. That what you were always longing for is already staring you in the face and doesn't look anything like you expected it to. This is all very good news, you know. As Jesus said, you have to lose your life to save it. Die before you die, said the prophet Muhammad, and there is no death. When the seeker is no more, there is only love. If there is a readiness to listen, an openness and a willingness to let go, then welcome to this quiet revolution in spirituality. The Search for Home Let's get right to the root of it. This never seems to be enough. What's happening right now, the present moment, this never seems to be enough. In a million different ways we spend our lives seeking, searching, wanting. Looking for something more, something else, something other than what's happening. Something in the future that will satisfy us, complete us, save us. Looking for the answers, driving ourselves mad with the questions. We never seem to be able to just come to rest here, to fully relax into what's happening. There is a constant pull into a future moment when things will be better. And with our attention so fixed on the future, and its reflection, the past, what's presently happening gets reduced to a means to an end, just one moment in a series of many. We hope that future moments will be better than this one. We just never seem to be content with this. This is what I call the search. This is what I call seeking. We are all seekers. We are all looking for something. And the search manifests itself in a million different ways. In the so-called material world, there's the search for money, happiness, status, better and more fulfilling relationships, a stronger sense of self, more things, more security. In the material world, it's very important to know who you are, to fulfill your destiny, to make your life work, to achieve your goals, your ambitions, to succeed. It's the search to be someone in the world, to make something of your life before you die. And so often the so-called material world doesn't satisfy us, and so we might turn to spiritual teachings. And now the goal is no longer a million pounds in the bank account, or a faster car, or a more fulfilling marriage. Now the goal is awakening. Now the goal is enlightenment. Now, instead of the new car, we want the altered state of consciousness. Instead of the new relationship, we want permanent bliss.
Instead of worldly success, we want enlightenment. We want to lose something called an ego. We want to transcend something called the mind. Material seeking, spiritual seeking, it's all seeking. Whether it's the search for material wealth or spiritual enlightenment, it's the same seeking, the same movement of thought. It's a movement into a non-existent future. It's the search for something in the future for me. Yes, what goes right to the root of all this seeking is the me. We want the million pounds in the bank account for me, and we want the spiritual enlightenment for me. Me, me, me. At the root of all the seeking of a lifetime is the sense that there is an individual here, a separate me, a separate self, a separate person.